Thanks for listening to this podcast from The Holy Talk. Email holytalkpodcast at gmail.com for more information. Everyone. Uh, welcome to Holy Talk uh, podcast in Zoom. I'm Danny Ortiz. And I am Tuli Weiss. Shalom from shalom. Israel, everybody. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Rabbi Tuli, tell us how Israel is doing. Give us some updates, some news of Israel. How are you doing? The family doing? That's that's a lot of two, three questions in one. How's it going out <laughs> thank, there? Thank God. Thank God. We have six children and two of them are back in school. Yes. So <laughs> last week we had one back. This week we sent another one back. And um, hopefully in the next two weeks, if all goes well, God willing, and if God protects all of these little school children, then we will have everybody back in school. That's what they're talking about. Israel is really talking about, uh, you know, full recovery. Uh, they're very nervous about a second wave, but at the same time, the buses are running and, the, you know, malls are opening and schools are in session. How about things in Ohio. What's going on in Columbus? So Columbus, we're still a little closed. Um, well, we, we, we thought we were closed. They opening it up in sections, I think, this week uh, on the 15th now. Uh, they're going to open up restaurants, and they're going to open up hair salons, uh, which all of us, you know, I've been cutting my own hair, so all of us can use a hair salon. You look and, great. You oh, look great. thank you. I've just cut my own hair, but, um, you know, I'm waiting for, my, for them to do it for me. Um, so they're doing that. I think I think everyone's really, really anxious because, and I will say this, I went out this weekend for a second. You know, I go out for grocery shopping. And I would and I would think that this weekend seemed like Black Friday. Everybody was out. Wow. And, and then and I'm hoping that people use more a little bit more wisdom than what we use this weekend because I mean I had to walk out of two stores just because people no one was practicing social distancing. Everybody was on top of each other, and these stores were packed. It was a beautiful weekend, so everybody was out. And I think, uh, I think that the, the, the worrisome here is the same as over there. Well, everybody's worried about the second wave happening. And so we, we have not yet had a, a full four or five days that we've been straight without having people get the virus or die. And I think they, they were trying to wait for that, um, but you know, the governor's trying to open it up even so sooner than that and not, you know, realistic and backwards. But, you know, I mean, my, my prayer is for that everyone to really take precaution because this weekend it seemed like nobody wanted to wear a mask and everybody wanted to be on top of each other. And so I had to leave the stores. But everybody's anxious just to get it open. I think we just want to use wisdom. You know, I mean, my, my, on my end, I pray that we can use wisdom as we open up um, so that we don't have a second wave, you know what I mean? But our kids are not going to school, of course, um, our stores are, are mainly open, uh, but our restaurants are still not open. So, you know, hmm. how, how are the kids enjoying being back in school and how are those that are staying home, are they anxious to go back to school? Well, they, the little kids went back to school, the two littlest ones. And those were the ones who were least productive, I would say at home, you know, they were, um, our older kids are, you know, pretty productive. Their schools are giving them a lot of homework and they're doing Zooms and they know how to use the computers. So um, they're getting, you know, they're pretty productive and the little ones were less so. So they were excited to go back. We were excited to 
have them go back and to, you know, be learning. Um, so thank God. I just hope that it just pray that it continues this way. Um, and, um, yeah, we just still need God's protection and, um, all over the world. How is, um, uh, and I think this is one important for our audience. A lot of them, you know, always think about going back to Israel. Uh, are they, have they said anything about the borders being open and allowing people to come in or you guys still have closed borders? What is, what is the, what is the feelings and sentiments around that? It's a good question. Um, there are flights coming in very minimal, very minimal flights, but flights are still coming in. And I think that it's not going to be a question of, you know, the borders, they will open up the borders eventually, but you got to remember most of the borders into Israel are actually closed because we're surrounded yeah, yeah, yeah. by enemy states. The airport, you know, if you think about it, so many, you know, trucks and cars are driving into America from the north and from the south on a daily basis. Um, it's the airports that uh, in Israel is like pretty much the main, if not the only really port of entry for tourists. And um, they'll open those up, but still people are going to, I don't know if people are going to be so quick to hop on a 12 hour flight wearing a mask, you know, cause it's hard to do that social distancing on an airplane. So I'm worried that tourism is going to take a little bit of time to really bounce back, which uh, I hope it does. I'm sure it will, but it might take some time. I, I was reading that the numbers, the numbers are around 16,000 that had COVID-19 in Israel. Is that about the, the number? Yeah, there were 16,000. Yeah, which is pretty low for how, how many people in Israel right now at the point? There's 9 million people in Israel. And so the 16,000 um, number is pretty low, but thank God what's even low, more low, lower is the death rate. Thank God the deaths have been very low. Like, I mean, not very low, still 250 people died. It's a lot of people. But compared to like, you know, New York City has about 9 million people and, yeah, yeah. you know, thousands of people, unfortunately, died. Hundreds of thousands of people got sick. So um, Israel, you know, every, every, Israel shut down very quickly, very rapidly. Also, I think that there's this notion here, we know what it means to live in an emergency situation. Um, yeah. You know, there's sirens and missile attacks that's something that unfortunately is part of life here and so we know what it means to live in a state of emergency and in america the land of the free and the home of the brave it's not easy getting people to understand what it means to live in an emergency state of emergency no it's it's again i saw with this weekend it's hard to bunker down i think people get that you know they want to go out and do um and there's been a lot of protests i think a lot of of, of the governors and a lot of those, uh, the mayors and people in, in, in leadership are getting pressure, I guess, on both sides, you know what I mean, to really open up rapidly uh, and to get, you know, because people just want their freedom and they want their freedom to walk around. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say you have 9 million. I think Columbus is one point, uh, just over a million people. And, you know, our cases are in the thousands and we have thousands of deaths, you know what I mean? So. It's, it's thousands it's, of deaths. I think it was 1200 as of Friday. I can, I can recheck wow. that, but it was something like 12 or 1500. Wow, so I'm to sorry. me, that's interesting to hear how we such a, you know, a smaller state, you know what I mean? 
um, and we have less, you know, more deaths than you guys. And then the same thing with, you know, in the population of New York City. I think as people are more dense, more close and, 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 and out, I think what Israel has done great is people stay home. And I think what, you know, a lot of folks are saying, well, we're not seeing as many deaths, you know what I mean? We're not saying, we, you know, we have, I think, 70,000 altogether in the United States. And so they're like, well, that's not a lot of people. Well, that's not a lot of people because people stayed home. You know what I mean? And I think uh, the, the, the worrisome, again, is when people leave outside their homes. You know what I mean? And so for those who are listening um, that are in America or Israel, we still got to take the precautions that we need when we leave our homes, especially those of, of our um, more mature populations. I don't call them elderly. I call them the, the mature, right? So those are the mature population. You have to still, you know, cover your face. I do, I do this with my mom. I have a, a daily call with my mother to make sure that she doesn't leave the house. But if she ever does want to, just to get out for a second, even walking around our complexes, put on a mask, make sure you have hand sanitizers, that kind of thing. We still got to take precaution. I know this weekend, uh, Rabbi Tuli, I didn't see the precaution. So, you know, I just want everyone to know that you have to be, uh, you have to take the precautions that we need as we're still living in a pandemic. Yeah, well, all right, let's do some Torah study. Absolutely. Let's get to the, let's get to the books. Let's get to the, let's get to the Leviticus 23. Before I get there, I want to say happy Mother's Day to those who had, we had, we just had a celebration of Mother's Day. And so happy Mother's Day to everyone that's mom. You and I talked about what we did for our wives and stuff like that. But I think in coming to the holiday of Mother's Day, it was, it, again, the Torah portions always come in, coincide to things that are happening. And so uh, Rabbi Tuli, Leviticus 23, which was last week's Torah portion, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy, uh, and I love this, to proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. And then he goes on and, and talks about the, the seven feasts right after that. But he says, These are my feasts. And I, I, I count it not strange that we were celebrating Mother's Day. You know what I mean? And we have, even though they're pagan holidays, we have a lot of holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, celebrations that we celebrate. When I look at the word feast, and, and this is, I, I'm going to let you go uh, wild here, Rabbi Tuli, because I think a lot of Christians want to know this. I, I, I just went automatically to the why. Why, God, are you having feast? Number one, it made me smile because... You want to have, when I think about feasts, I think about festivals, I think about fun, I think about meals, I think about music, I think about celebrations, just like we celebrated our mothers yesterday. I think about that kind of stuff. Is God talking about that here? That's the first question. And then why so many feasts, right? Hmm. Number one, is the feast here, is the celebration? Are we going to go have fun, parties, and meals? And then why so many? Hmm. Go ahead. All right, well. Uh, great question. Great question. There's a lot of feasts in the Jewish calendar. There's a lot of feasts that are mentioned throughout the Bible. Um, it's interesting that you you see it as so many. Um, I guess I'm used to it, and it's sort of the rhythm of the Jewish calendar is that we're we're used to all these different uh, anointed times and appointed times and festivals and feasts. Uh, it just adds a lot of variety to the to the calendar and it's fun. Um, now, the, so let's look for a minute at chapter 23 in Leviticus. It says, okay. God said to Moses, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, these are my fixed times 
the fixed time of Hashem, which you shall proclaim as sacred occasions. On six days work may be done, but on the seventh day there shall be a Shabbat of complete rest, a sacred occasion. You shall do no work. It shall be a Shabbat of Hashem throughout your settlements. So it starts off by saying that the first holiday is a weekly holiday, a weekly holiday, and that's the first one. You know, we think that Shabbat maybe is different. It's not different. It's 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 really the first of all of the feasts, and it's the greatest holiday, actually. It's the, because it happens most uh, regularly. It reminds us of our uh, relationship with God and our relationship to work and uh, that God created the world in six days. Um, but then it goes on. These are the set times of Hashem, the sacred occasions which you shall celebrate each at its appointed time. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at twilight, there shall be a Passover offering to Hashem and on the 15th day of that month. And it goes on and talks about all of the holidays here in this chapter. Um, Passover being the first one mentioned because it's the first month. And I just need to mention it. Of course, it's pretty, it's probably obvious to everybody, but you know, the months in the Bible are not January, February, March, and April, but it's, um, you know, we go according to sort of a lunar and solar calendar. It uh, takes some getting used to, but it does go according to the, the months of the, of the year. So when Israel left Egypt, it was, that's when sort of the clock started. And the first, that became month number one. That became the first month. And so whenever we count our holidays, what, so, you know, for example, Passover is in the first month, but it's going to mention that, um, that Sukkot, for example, is in the seventh month. Feast of Tabernacles is in the seventh month. The seventh month since they left Egypt. And so everything revolves around the exodus of Egypt. And so whenever we kind of refer to our calendar, we're referring to the exodus and we're indirectly even remembering and recalling the exodus. Yeah. Whenever we refer. Yeah. Isn't the seventh month the first month? For, for, is that is that where you celebrate uh, the new year? Would it be the seventh month? I mean, and so I want our folks to understand the real. There's a real difference between the calendars. You know what I mean? And how you guys, um, how the Jewish people look at right. So the, the seventh month is really the first month. Is that is that what it is? Or, or sometimes? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. So you're you're bringing up a good point that that Rosh Hashanah, the new year, the first of the year, the first, um, the Jewish new year <coughs> is actually in the seventh month. Um, and um, I'm trying to think of like a, of a simple explanation for that. It's not, I don't think it's a simple issue because um, there's a lot that's, I would, I think that's more of a rabbinic interpretation. Okay. The, and so we have a lot of layers um, of interpretation <laughs> and the rabbinic level is um, will probably require like a longer conversation. Um, but in Leviticus 23, so it talks about Passover in the first month. Then the next mm-hmm. holiday after Passover is coming up pretty soon. It's called Shavuot. I mean, it's like Pentecost. And Pentecost, so that, yeah, yeah. that, is not actually spelled out. It just says you shall count seven complete weeks on the 
49 days. On the 50th day, you shall bring We have lost Rabbi Tuli for a second. So hopefully we can get him back because it was getting good. He was about to just talk about the Passover. So we, 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 we can keep on talking. Uh, I hope everyone is learning. I think the next question I want to ask Rabbi Tuli uh, is uh, do they celebrate a leap year? Um, I'm, and I'm hoping this is educating a lot of us and in, in understanding how uh, how the Jewish uh, look at the calendar different than our calendar. Um, and I know it's still recording, so I'm waiting for Rabbi Tuli to get on. It left me by myself. So. So we were having a couple of uh, quick difficulties. I had told you that my crew was coming back, but he's back on. So here we uh, are. <laughs> so we were in the middle of just a good conversation there. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Was going into uh, the feast. Uh, I don't know if you remember where you left off. So. Well, we were talking about how Passover is in the first month. Then it says count 49 yes. days for Pentecost, Shavuot. Penta means 50. So 50 days later is another holiday. And then in the seventh month, it mentions, um, is, uh, it mentions the uh, Rosh Hashanah, which calls the, uh, the holiday of chauffeur blasts yeah. and, the and the day of atonement. Right. So that's all mentioned in, in the seventh month. So yeah. um, now this isn't the only time that the holidays are mentioned. They're mentioned throughout the Bible. We mentioned they're repeated again in, in Deuteronomy. Um, and, and we'll get to Deuteronomy in a second, because I think that there's a really important lesson there. But, you know, you talk about like, well, why do we have all of these holidays? And so it says that these are God's holidays. These are God's time. So, or, you know, if we are to work six days on the seventh, we think about God. So, holidays are meant to remind us about God and they all have different aspects and they're all a little bit unique, but they're all. See if we can get Rabbi Tully back. This is the greatness about technology. We can talk all the way while Rabbi Tuli's in Israel, but uh, sometimes we have technical difficulties and I'm hoping that we can uh, finish this one out um, as we're waiting for Rabbi Tuli. I'm gonna see if I can pause the recording. So he's talking about going to Deuteronomy to talk about the feast. Uh, uh, from that point of view. And so the question becomes for those who are listening, because I, I, I'm going to keep on talking here while Rabbi Tuli 
um, you know, we, we're going into Pentecost ourselves. Um, 50, he said, meaning penny means in 50. Um, so we're, we're walking into Pentecost and we know that's a big celebration for Christians. Um, but I wanted to really hit on the Leviticus 23 because I think we'll see that, you know, I think a lot of Christians and a lot of folks that are non-Christians see God as a, um, sometimes as a, not a, a festival God, you know what I mean? Not a God that, that wants to celebrate. And I wanted to talk about Leviticus 23 to show that our God is, just wants to communicate with us, just wants to spend time with us. Uh, and I love festivals because it has to do with meals and music and laughter. And, and just so uh, Rabbi Tully was talking about the Sabbath, you know what I mean? Taking that one day a week to celebrate God and, and allow families and friends to come together to celebrate your faith in God. Such an important piece of our life. And I, and I know as a, especially here in America, it's difficult to do because we are going, 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 especially now that this COVID-19 is going to be over with. Um, I don't want us to forget why the rest came and why God asked uh, the whole world, the global world. He asked of us to just pause and take some time to celebrate him um, to understand who he is and to rest a little bit. I think that's important for us to, to understand that. Um, We're back again uh, together. So I was talking a little bit about uh, the Sabbath rest because uh, Rabbi Tuli was talking about a lot about that first feast. Um, but Rabbi Tuli really wants to get into Deuteronomy and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to step off the floor. You guys heard from me enough and i know this this technology thing but you know rabbi Tully, i was telling them the greatness is that we have technology you're in israel and i'm in columbus but the bad part about it sometimes technology uh <laughs> <laughs> fails us a little bit but we good now. yeah well it's uh, no it is amazing that we're even able to have this um this time together and allow other people to join us the, the most important thing that i, I just really wanted to share because is that these are God's times, okay? So number one is that if you want to be connected to God, if you want to you know, synchronize your watch with God's watch, it's worth at least paying attention to the calendar, the biblical calendar. That's number one. And you know, the, so you know, the, for us, the uh, Sunday is the first day of the week and Shabbat is the seventh day of the week. That's, you know, gets you on a good God cycle. Now, um, the... What's the purpose of all of this? And so, you know, we have great holidays and, you know, our holidays in America might be celebrated with uh, barbecues and fireworks and shopping and those kinds of things. But God tells us how he wants us to spend his holidays. And, yes. um, and they're unusual, you know, pat, you know, br unleavened bread and animal sacrifices and, and oil and loaves of bread and water. It's like, you know, what's exactly going on? I think that the most beautiful and important verse when it comes to how to appreciate the holidays is in Deuteronomy 16. Deuteronomy 16. Deuteronomy uh, it's, um, it's talking again about the same holidays. It's talking about Passover and Shavuot and Sukkot. And there it says in verse 11, it says that you shall rejoice before 
Hashem, your God, with your son and your daughter, your, your male and your female slave, the Levite in your communities, and the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow in your midst at the place where Hashem, your God, will choose to establish his name. That, of course, is referring to um, Jerusalem. And um, it talks about how it, it's really a, an important verse. I'll tell you why. Because, um, it, you know, do you remember when Moses is negotiating with Pharaoh on how um, to leave for three days, to go have a holiday for three days? And Pharaoh basically says to Moses, I'll tell you what, I'll let you go. And I'll even let the men go. But the women and the children are going to stay here right mm. and moses yeah. says no way and uh then pharaoh his heart gets hardened and leads to more plagues and they're negotiating over whether or not just the men should be able to leave or if all of the women and children are able to leave and here basically where it talks about how everybody is meant to participate in this ho holiday and then in the festivals of the lord even your slave even your the stranger even the widow even the, the fatherless, everybody is meant to celebrate together. And, um, and I think that like is something so beautiful that God is teaching us that when it comes to approaching God, it's meant for everybody, all That's men, awesome. all women, all children. And basically these were great days of rejoicing. And God says that if you, you know, you, you're going to take care of your own, but I want you to take care of my own as well, mm. right? And God's children are the widows and the orphans and uh, those who are the most vulnerable. And so when we, and, th and this is a really relevant lesson till this very day that, you know, when we have a holiday, so we're all thinking about, you know, maybe buying our kids new clothing or, you know, giving a gift to our wife or present to our wife, something like that. God wants to make sure that we remember his children as well mm. and that we take mm. care. And, you know, holiday times, especially um, in Israel, because we celebrate these same festivals today. We celebrate Passover. We celebrate Shavuot. We celebrate Sukkot. And uh, those are often very expensive times on the holiday, on the, on the calendar. And so charity is like, is a big part of how we celebrate and how we honor those holidays by looking after not only our own families, but God's family and God's children. And um, so these are God's times. God wants us to remember his most precious children, the most vulnerable. And by doing that, we're really bringing honor to the Lord. That's so powerful. And I thought about when you were talking about, you know, how everybody is all for God and all his children, how um, when Moses and, uh, and Exodus, he was going before the Lord, but God wanted everyone to go before the Lord. But they were saying, no, you go, Moses, you go. And God's like, I want everyone to come, but you guys just send in Moses. You know what I mean? And, and, and what that hit to my heart is that God's approach, his approach is, I want to approach my children and I want my children to approach me, right? And I want this to be this dialogue between me and my children. And I don't want them to be a separation. And you know what I mean? God is desiring for all of us, even as we in this pandemic, even as we are staying home, again, the, the reminder of rest, the reminder of that first feast is to rest and take that Shabbat, that Sabbath, and spend time with the Lord. But spend time with the Lord with your family, spend time with the Lord with the friends. All of you come together towards the Lord 
Uh, it doesn't have to be one person because that person is better or he does things better or he looks better or he talks better. Everyone approach God. Everyone approach him. And I love that he says that he's holy, understanding that he's holy, but he's approachable. You know what I mean? He's a holy God that's approachable. Right. And we've been talking a lot about holiness over the last few uh, weeks, the Torah portion. We are talking about the food that's holy and the food that's unholy. Last week, I think we talked about the clothing that helps uh, the, the high priest become even holier and approach God through his clothing, clothing become holy. And, uh, and here we have time. Time can be sanctified. Wow. Time can become yeah. holy. And, um, and, you know, God gives us the gift of time. And, uh, and a lot of times you have, again, in these portions, talks about how you are, God says, you are my slaves for I took you out of slavery in Egypt to become my slaves. And, you know, the, when it comes to a slave, a slave is not in control of his time. A slave, mm. you know, can't decide what he wants to do today or what he wants to do on his night, you know, in the morning. And, and so God is saying that you are becoming my slaves and time is now meant to be in service to God and sanctified. And so every seven days we have a day that is a sanctified day. And three times a year we have these festivals that again, it might feel like a regular day, but we're meant to sanctify and to teach us that, you know, that there's things in the world that are profane. And then it's our job to raise them up and to lift them up and to take clothing and raise it up, lift it up. And to take our time, raise it up and lift it up and mm. make our time holy. I love that phrase, Rabbi Tuli. I think, I think we're going to call this, this uh, Zoom podcast, Time is Holy. I love that our time is holy. I love that. Um, and it's honoring to God, right? The way we, the way, the way we approach our time, um, that we not just lax with it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it becomes a duty for all of us, you know, like we, you know, we are homes, right? Our, our homes, just places where we sleep at night and where provide, no, our homes are holy. We need to make our homes holy. We wow. need to make our work. We spend so much time at work, right? Mm -hmm. And we need to be, make our work holy and to be honest and to be thinking about, you know, God is watching over everything that we do at work and everything that we do, we have an opportunity to sanctify it and to make it holy. Wow. Uh, maybe next week we can get into the hows of that, uh, Rabbi Tuli. Uh, maybe the hows of how do we do that, right? You know what I mean? I think uh, uh, that that'll be a good discussion next week to do. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time. It's always great oh, talking with you. Always a pleasure, Rabbi Tuli. Uh, doing Bible study with you is uh, one of the highlights of my week. So I appreciate uh, the time that you take to do that. Me too. Me too. And well, everybody, that, you know, please be in touch with us. Check us yes, out. Yes. Email us. Tuli, tell them your email address. Rabbi Tuli at Israel365.com and Holy Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Holy Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Please get a hold of us. Uh, let us know what other stuff that you want us to discuss. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, Shalom. for joining us. Shalom.
Thanks for listening to this podcast from The Holy Talk. Email holytalkpodcast at gmail.com for more information.